When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But after this performance, Christine is like, the fuck is going on in my life? (laughs) And she has Raul. (laughs) That's literally what she's thinking. She's like, the fuck is going on? It's true, though. That's what I was thinking, too. I was like, what is this day that she's having? Welcome to the Art of Costume Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Joy Glass. And I'm the angel of music, Spencer Williams. No, Spencer, (laughs) don't be a creeper. Don't be a creeper. I thought angel music was good. Angel music is a creeper. (laughs) I I didn't realize that until I watched it this week. (laughs) Okay, clearly I'm new to this universe. your week spencer it was good uh last night i went and saw moulin rouge (gasps) at the pantages yeah it was so good i had so much fun uh the costumes were incredible um the sets i was blown away by the sets i've just like still i have a hard time processing what's happening on stage like at these big productions where Mm -hmm. i literally saw like a windmill and stars and I saw that in your your Instagram yeah. story. I was like, is that a windmill right. on the stage? Like the whole time my mom's like, hey, you're going to love this song. And I was like, how the hell did I get the windmill up there? <laughs> like, have you not seen the movie? Oh, yes, I have. Okay. Uh, it's just been okay. a long time, though. But um, also what was fun was we went with my mom's uh, friends and... They brought along my now good best friend, Paige. She listens to the podcast, so <gasps> shout out to Paige. <laughs> Hi, Paige. Oh, that's fun. It's so that's weird. That's so much fun. It's so weird meeting people in person that listen to the podcast. It's like a weird experience. Um, but we appreciate it, obviously. I love that. Yes. We just talked about the podcast a little bit, so that was super cool. Oh. Got really into the theater mood this week. Good, good. I'm glad. It was a great start for our movie this week, Spencer. (laughs) What did we watch? This week, we, I finally saw for the first time, The Phantom of the Opera. And this movie was insane. (laughs) Right, right. I forgot just how wild this movie was. Yeah. And also, for the first time, fully understood just how big of a creeper the Phantom is. Oh, yeah. He's horrible. I The whole time, I just kept thinking, she better not end up with this guy at the end of this movie. <laughs> I'm going to be so mad and text Elizabeth. Because he's supposed to be like, oh, you're supposed to feel sorry for him. And I'm like, yeah, that's sh- he grew up in a shitty time. He had a sh- like, nobody should have to live like that. 
But he straight up murdered a man and then tried to coerce her into being with him. <laughs> yeah, I would almost feel bad for him if he didn't murder so many people up until the Yeah. End. <laughs> didn't murder, extort the people who owned the who owned the opera. He's like, oh, why aren't you paying me? And it's like, dude, they don't even know who you are. <laughs> Just this crazy guy who lives in your basement. You're like, shut up, man. It's like, Phantom, you don't even go here. <laughs> but yeah, I've never seen a Phantom production or seen the movie. So I've, I've been wanting to do it for years. It's just never worked out. I knew the music already. Like, I already know the soundtrack. So I was ready to go. Yeah. Um. So it was finally, I'm sure most people would be like, Spencer, don't watch the movie first. Go see a play. It didn't work out that way. So here I've we are. Yeah, I've only seen the movie. I've never seen the stage production. Oh, well, you and I should go. That would be fun. We should. The more reasons for you to come visit me. Is fam of the opera on stage and... Uh, we can go to New York, which oh. is like... Oh, yeah, yeah. That exists. <laughs> not far away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Get it together, Spencer. <laughs> I don't know how the map works. Um <laughs> <laughs> all right, let me give you all a little summary here. From his hideout beneath a 19th century Paris opera house, the phantom wearing a mask hides his ugly face to strong arm <laughs> management and to giving his starlet the key role. But instead, Christine falls for the arts benefactor Raoul. Terrified at the notion of her absence, the phantom enacts a plan to keep Christine by his side. While Raul tries to foil the scheme. And that is the Phantom of the Opera. That's pretty much it, folks. If you haven't seen <laughs> it, uh, good luck trying to watch it. You'll probably have to run it off Amazon. Yeah, that's what I did. I just steal my brother's PS4 to play my <laughs> Blu-ray DVD of it because I refused to pay for it. <laughs> well, I rented it. So if anyone needs to borrow my Amazon account, let me know. Um <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Uh, let's go behind the wardrobe, though. We have director Joel Schumacher, who apparently started his career as a costume designer. I found out while doing the research for this, uh, and I confirmed it with IMDb. He did a couple films. Nothing I recognized. Right. But he he did. He was a costume designer for a hot second. Uh, remember, Elizabeth, from our Halston episode, Joel actually worked with Halston and like Andy Warhol and all <gasps> that. So that's why the name sounds that's familiar. Right. Well, I knew him as a director. Right. That came as a. He's had a. He's had a crazy life. <laughs> he's had a. Yeah, he's had a crazy <laughs> life. Um, also, we have costume designer for Phantom of the Opera is Alexandra Byrne. She's back, back, back again. She is back you will know her from hamlet 1996 for which she got an oscar nomination elizabeth oscar nomination the elizabeth the golden age and oscar win what, what? finding neverland an oscar nomination thor the avengers and the avengers age of ultron doctor strange murder on the orient express mary queen of scots oscar nomination Emma, Oscar nomination, and an incredible episode done by the Art of Costume broadcast <laughs> that you can listen to later. And also, oh, no, no, that's it. That's does, it. Does she do Guardians of the Galaxy 2? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Skip she over did it. Do, she did do, Gar oh, she did do Guardians of the Galaxy. 
Yes. That was the other episode we had her. Right. <laughs> we had with her yeah. as the costume designer. Guardians of the Galaxy. I knew I was forgetting something. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Uh, but Alexandra, she did an incredible job on Phantom of the Opera. Um, so I was, since I had my Blu-ray DVD, I was watching the extras. Okay. And apparently, I guess I couldn't confirm this, but according to the extras, this was the most expensive independent film made at the time. I believe it. I assumed this was like a big like studio production, but no, it was it was Andrew Lloyd Webber and had been talking to Joel Schumacher for years and years and years about making a Phantom of the Opera movie. Apparently, originally, they wanted to use, like, the the first cast, and then that just didn't work out. And then finally, 2004, we get the Phantom of the Opera, and Alexandra had her work cut out for her. She had uh, to make 300 original costumes for the principal characters, and then had another 2,000 <laughs> more from stock for the theater patrons masquerade performers the three operas performed within the movie and two ballets yeah i was before you and i even talked i was exhausted watching this movie i was like we have quite the episode ahead of us yeah <laughs> you look at this and like Oof, if only they'd known about covid <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so much there is so much going on and if you have the ability to watch the extras i highly recommend you do so because uh, it's really interesting. But unfortunately, because this is the early 2000s, there's not a lot of information on it. I had always assumed this was an Oscar nominee or winner. It was not. Right. I actually looked that up today. I was like, this has to be an Oscar winner. Mm-hmm. Not even a nominee. No. And I wondered why. And I'm like, now I have to watch Finding Neverland. Because it came out, it's she designed it as well, and it came out the same year, and that was nominated, but not this. I'm like, how is Finding Neverland better Yeah, in some people's opinion? I'm sure it's incredible. It's Alexandra Byrne. She was nominated for an Oscar, so it must be good. But I'm like, how was it better than this? Yeah, I noticed Series of Fortunate Events, the the first one with Jim Carrey was on that list, too, by Colleen yeah. Atwood. Which, by the way, the costumes incredible. are incredible. But I was like, I don't know. This Phantom of the Opera movie, there was a lot of costumes. Yeah. It was a lot of co- a lot of work, a lot of coordination. Yeah. A lot of coordination. She really pulled it off. So let's just say I, if we I, did a Patreon episode on 2004, this would have been on our snubs list. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been. <laughs> oh, but Spencer, I think we need to take a little a little breaky break. And then are you ready to creep into the Phantom of the Opera? I'm very excited. I've been creeping all day waiting for this moment. (laughs) Good, good, good. We're right back. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, this is Dan, audio engineer of the Blogcast. Just wanted to let you know that if you'd like to support the show, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash theartofcostume. There we post unheard bloopers, highlights, and bonus episodes just for our patrons. Make sure to check out the description for all of our links. And thank you for all of your support. ready to head to the opera house and see some costumes absolutely absolutely and it just starts off it starts off we have mini driver as carlotta oh my gosh yeah i was instantly captivated obsessed i was like is this my one costume to rule them all we're five minutes in i don't know but like instantly i was like wow look at all these costumes this it is just wild and theatrical and she has like i like i don't know if she's supposed because like the guy behind her looks roman i don't know if she's supposed to be like i guess like an egyptian queen i don't know what opera they're practicing it was but it is Hannibal, just, i believe oh okay doesn't really but mean yeah. anything to me but <laughs> me either um if it does to you i hope that's correct yeah. um, but it is just bright colors and gold and feathers and everything everywhere yeah it's so complex i mean she has enough costumes here to fill out like a 300 movie yeah like with all the armor and helmets it's really impressive right off the bat and Minnie Driver was incredible in this. She was easily oh, my her. favorite character. Like a I forget about her. And yeah. then I see her in a movie and I'm like, oof, girl. Yes. M- miles ahead of the other characters for me in this iteration. <laughs> and there's not enough of her in it. Yes. Right. I was all mad every time she wasn't the lead. I was like, no, Christine's cool, but yeah. Carlotta's cooler. Right. We need a spinoff of just Carlotta. <laughs> um, Carlotta of the opera. Carlotta of the opera. The years of her becoming a prima donna. Um, But we're introduced to a lot of characters very quickly. We have Emmy Rosam as Christine and Jennifer Ellison as Meg, her bestie. And they're wearing these slave girl costumes. Right. I was like, okay, those are interesting. Beautiful. But I was like, are we trying to do a slave girl inspired thing? It was giving me like Princess Leia actually is what I kept thinking. Yes. Like almost the colors and that red draping off of her is almost like Princess Leia to a T. Absolutely. Especially just like the top. Yeah. Like the bottom. And we have Simon Callow as Andre and Karen Hines as Furman who they're immediately just objectifying all the young ladies because um, they are the new yeah. owners of the theater. And they look very nice. Yeah, this production, They look so nice. This production needs to be shut down. Everyone here is a creeper. 
Right. Um, we I, have slavery on stage, a guy living in the basement. We have some misogynists on stage. Like, what's happening in this opera house? <laughs> you know, Emmy Rossum was 16. Okay. I did not know Emmy Rossum was in this. She, I saw her and I was like, holy shit. Look at She's her. She's 16. I believe it. She looks like a baby. But then also right? it made me wonder, like, how old is her now? How old is she now? Because, and like Angeline, she still looks this young. She's like early 30s. <laughs> That's crazy. Right? Um, she did really awesome in this film. Yeah. She does incredible. She was apparently singing opera from like the age of eight. So like, she was kind of made for this role. But then it's creepy because both of her male interests are like double her age. And I was like, mm, yeah, okay. not a fan. <laughs> That's not, not a, a fan. fan. No, that would not have flown today. <laughs> yeah, you know that like throw up emoji. That was like me, like the first half of this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, getting back to Andre and Furman, I love just how like they were like, yes, we are going to dress as rich as possible oh, on yeah. our first day. Yeah, they. I loved it. They were giving you like all the furs, bow ties, big top hats. They were just rich, and they wanted everyone to know it. Very luxurious. They're like, we are ready. Yeah, they were ready to manage this nightmare. <laughs> Very quickly, we get to yet another musical number. Think of me, where Christine. This is the dress I think everybody knows from this film. This beautiful white and like gold star pattern gown that she is just seeing her little heart out in. Oh, it was so beautiful. She looked like an angel. Um, just every nova was right. The fabrics, the like embroidery on it stood out just right in the lighting. The hairpins match perfectly. Yeah, it was just beautiful. It was like art, you know, which probably goes to like. Joel Schumacher, too, as a director, too. This whole thing just felt like an art piece. Absolutely. And a lot of there's a very famous portrait of um, Empress Elizabeth of Austria that a lot of people think it was the inspiration for this look. I couldn't find it confirmed, but it's like the dress is very similar. The hair is almost exactly the same. So a lot of people think like that's where the inspiration for this dress came from. I mean, it looks exactly the same to me. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say, but yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah, it is. Works for me. Um, yeah, just so great. I could have watched Emmy just sing all day long. Right. You know, cut out all the like creepy stuff that's happening and just have her sing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a concert. Because we we have the creeper played by Gerard Butler enter. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but we have Gerard Butler who plays the Phantom. Um very handsome. Uh, yeah, I guess. I, well, what his face is covered on. <laughs> I guess. Something about his hair. I don't know. Like the way his makeup was done or something, it was like a little extra for me, but I recognize this costume, though. It's just, like, such an iconic look. Actually, like, the two of them together when they're in a cave for the first time, without ever seeing Found Out of Opera, I was, like, already 100% familiar with the scene. So it's clearly such an iconic costume with the white mask. You know, that's such a look. I've known that since I was a kid. You know, like, living yeah. in L.A. and seeing Found of the Opera posters all over um, town. Oh, yeah. It's definitely her... 
Her undergarments going down into the cave look is super iconic. And Alexandra said about this look to Variety that as Christine goes down into the lair, Joel wanted her look to become more magical and mysterious, which meant more shine to the fabric, more sheer and exotic. Which, like, it does get, like, more, like, dreamlike and fantastical, like, the longer she's down there. Yeah, and I love how it's, like, the layer is, like, full of water, too, because you see, like, the clothing kind of, like, swim, like, kind of trail behind her, too, which adds, like, more, like, dragging to it also. Yeah. It all works. That entire, all the layer scenes are really cool. Yeah. I really want to visit this opera house because apparently there is actually a lake underneath it. Oh. Yeah. This is a real opera house. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, that sounds like fun. I know. I also want to, I want to, I really want to read the book because mm-hmm. I had read most of it in like high school and then I don't remember why I didn't finish it. Um, but the book is even more wild than the musical. I guess that makes sense. I I did not know up until 10 seconds ago that there was a book. So, taking, oh, yeah, this is <laughs> I'm taking in a lot of information right now. <laughs> the musical is based on a book. Uh, that makes sense. I should have known. Yeah. Um, what I was not expecting was Carlotta in this pink look. I was screaming in my bedroom. I was like, yes, is this. Is it like the hot pink version of Cruella DeVille? It's perfect. Yes, <laughs> it is. And she comes in because she's just so pissed that like they went on with this charity event without her. <laughs> and they're just they're like, yeah, Christina's great. But also like she's our main attraction right now. Like we can't lose her. And she just has like bubblegum pink and like these like rich purples and just like the, the pink fur is what really gets me. Oh, yeah. That's what drew me in. I was like, yes, I love this look. Uh, there's like so much detail in it, too. There's like bows in the bottom of it. Lots of like. <laughs> lots of like ruffle detail. Lots of feathers. Yeah. There's every. She's wearing everything. She's literally wearing every textile in her closet. And it just it just works, though. You know, I was not expecting this from this film. I was thinking it's going to be like kind of like a dry period film. But no, there's some like no. real high fashion moments. Yeah. I mean, the whole film's like super wild, but like the costumes. Excellent. Yeah, it's nice. Um, and then we immediately have <laughs> the page boy and Carlotta. Uh, I love Christine as the page boy because she just looks so silly in the blue trousers and the striped vest. I actually didn't recognize her at first when I was watching it. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's Christine. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Why does she look like that? (laughs) And then Carlotta looks like she's ready to to roll up to one of Marie Antoinette's (laughs) parties. Right. This is what I thought the Marie Antoinette film was going to look like. <laughs> it was this look right here. This like huge hot pink with the hair towering that could like touch the ceiling. It is flawless. I just cannot believe that this film was not nominated for an Oscar in costume design. I know. What was and 2004 what I, thinking? I don't know. It's a great question. This sounds like we need to do an investigation. I'm ready. But I really, I really love this look of Carlotta's because it's like, 
I feel like Alexandra Brin just kept adding things to it. Yeah. Like she didn't stop. <laughs> she didn't stop until they filmed the scene. Yeah. <laughs> Even when they were on set, she like ran up and hot glued something and then ran back yeah. to the backstage. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but after this performance, Christine is like, the fuck is going on in my life? <laughs> and she has Raul. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally what she's thinking she's like the fuck is going on it's true though that's what i was thinking too i was like what is this day that she's having <laughs> yeah but it doesn't matter i love christine in that like white look with the red cape it's like the red yeah. is so striking against like the white snow the white snow and against we have daddy Patrick Wilson <laughs> as Raul, <laughs> our favorite ghost hunter, Spencer. I love Patrick Wilson. I'm a ride or die for Patrick Wilson. <laughs> so I was so stoked when I saw him in this. Um, I at first I was having a hard time with the hair, but by the end of it, I was like, I love him in this hair. I right? everything about it. <laughs> you get used to it. You get used to it. Yeah. I remember seeing this as a kid and also being like, what's with the hair? But it's so Raul. And they were talking about him being like a suave romantic hero, which is oh, like, yeah. yeah, that's kind yeah. of what he is. It's giving like, um, like Fabio, like romantic novel vibes. 100%. Yeah. And his costume yeah. is just like, so like, you know, Prince, like, I don't know. It's just very yeah. put together it's where very... he's like, you know, he's the knight in shining, shining armor all the time. Yeah. It's always proper. It's always put together. Um, also, he was apparently was a, like f he came from a theater background. Yeah. I kind of read that a little bit, which I was like, that's interesting, but I do love this look. It's another one of those iconic ones, especially with just the red cape. Yeah. With like the red rose against the all white. It's just like so striking. It kind of reminds me of like, yeah, blood, I don't know. Like she's having a rough time. Mm -hmm. The phantom just hung someone downstairs when no one really yeah. seems to care. And and he's <laughs> creeping behind a statue, <laughs> creeping on their conversation. <laughs> and then he's mad about how their conversation goes, even though he just hung somebody and yeah. still no one is bringing that up. I would be in the theater like, hello, are we going to address the hung guy? I guess I should say it like that. <laughs> 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 are we gonna address the murder that just occurred on stage yeah please <laughs> anyways after that wild night they're like we gotta take a break even the phantom is like i gotta take a break and plan my scheme my schemes <laughs> even the phantom was like i need to go lay down <laughs> so let's take a break with them everyone <laughs> Hello, Blogcast listeners. It's Elizabeth Joy Glass, co-host and producer of the Art of Costume Blogcast. If you're like me, you love to show your support with a comfy tea or tote bag. Well, now you're in luck and can show your support for the show and grab some sweet merch by heading over to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. There you can buy some awesome tea Public merch with the Blogcast logo, such as a shirt, sticker, tote bag, and a baby onesie for all your little costume mavens in the making. 
Thank you for all your support and head over to the Art of Costume slash pod store for all our great merch. We got a ball. <laughs> we got a masked ball. Might I say, this is probably one of the most impressive ones we've seen on this podcast, like hands down. I think so. This So does this happen with for you with like older movies now where you get nervous about the fact that there's so many people in a scene? Um, Like ever since COVID? <laughs> it's definitely something that always goes through my head. Yeah. <laughs> this was one of those scenes, the opening scene and this scene gave me like, post-COVID, like, wait, why are there so many people (laughs) (laughs) vibes? But it's gorgeous. It's complex. Um, Alexandra talks about this a tiny bit in the special features where she says, you know, we were, we kind of like color coded it black, white, gold, and silver. Mm -hmm. And when you see like what the main characters are wearing, it really lets them pop. But it's like the costumes complement the opera house. They complement, you know, all the dancers complement each other. It's just like stunningly coordinated. Yeah, it's so like grand, gilded. And just looking at every single character, all of their costumes are just so unique. You know, this so much work went into the scene. I was having such a good time, like looking at everyone's headpieces, their masks. Um, just like the details on all of their like tops. It was so impressive. Yes. I also love like the camera work. It really like zooms in on some of these dancers and you get really good looks at their costumes. Yeah. I mean, we could do like an entire podcast on this ball scene, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, we could. <laughs> and but I agree with you, though. I loved how like it gave the main characters like their chance to pop to amongst this crowd. Yeah, because we have... Um, the two managers, uh, one has like a chicken head and is an all black. <laughs> so he really pops with like the red chicken head. <laughs> and and Andre has these like huge cold ram's horns. <laughs> right. <laughs> I I actually prefer the chicken head. Actually, if we're being accurate, I'm pretty sure that's a rooster. No, probably. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You're right, Spencer. Okay. I I think I would pick the rooster head over the the horns because it's giving me real like uh chronicles of Narnia vibes. (laughs) (laughs) But I do love those headpieces. They're stunning. And their girlfriends are almost like dressed up like they're poodles too, if they're hair. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and then I love Carlotta and her. I guess that's her. I think that's her husband who's the other singer. Right. She did seem upset when he, you know, <laughs> she seemed like devastated. And he's always like behind, like two steps behind her. Yeah. So I feel, I feel like that's her husband, but they look great together. <laughs> they do. And she looks great. I love like the black around the waist and it's like the, the look of her dress, it's kind of looking like the Marilyn Monroe, like happy birthday dress, actually. Yes. The way that the stone's kind of like ombre on her side. Mm-hmm. The silhouette of it. Yeah, it gives her like such a cool shape. I love that dress. Love it. But then we also have our in- newly engaged couple, Raul and Christine, just looking fabulous. 
Uh, Alexandra said to Variety about this uh, Christine's masquerade gown. She said, I wanted it to be light and buoyant and it had to have movement. And it does. Christine moves in that dress. Yeah, she does. She moves. It's so beautiful, too. This is like a Alexandra Byrne, like, classic, too. Yes. Because she's still doing stuff like this today with, like, Emma. We just watched just the colors, the flowers, the silhouette. This is just, like, her specialty right yeah. here. The little details. Like, this dress was is gorgeous without that bustling and fat, like, flower detail in the back. Yeah, it's like that's one of those things like, oh, she could have gone away without doing that. But then we wouldn't have like this beautiful shot of them from the side showing the bustled silhouette. You know, yeah. it just you never would have missed it. But then you do miss this like just beautiful craftsmanship. And Raul, I love his outfit, but I can't stop thinking it looks like a Michael Jackson look. Oh my gosh, true. <laughs> <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. He is serving... I was just going to say such prince vibes, but like fairy tale prince. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Not prince the musician, but a prince no. prince. Okay. A, a fairy tale prince. Yeah. That, and, uh, that's his entire vibe throughout this entire thing. Yeah. Honestly. And then we got the phantom. He's back to creep. Wearing all red. I instantly, I was like, oh, here's this guy again. Wearing mm -hmm. his tight pants and his boots. <laughs> all red. A skull mask. This is a super, super simplified version of what is in the stage production. <laughs> oh, wow. That's what it looks like in a stage production. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would have definitely stood out. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm, I've never seen a stage production, so I don't feel like I could really speak to it. But like, I feel like for this film, what he wore made sense. Perfect. It's perfect. Because I mean, a, you know, for a stage production, it's got to everybody's got to be able to see it. Yeah. So it makes sense that it's like that wild on stage. And then this is just like the logical simplification of it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. The The pants are a little tight for me, but... It Other was the 2000s. <laughs> That's when everybody started wearing really tight pants. Yeah, but <laughs> this opera didn't take place in the 2000s, though. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> Although it's a it's a pretty cool look. We love to talk about red costumes on this podcast. Mm -hmm. We've never had a red one on a, a male red suit. Like, yeah, <laughs> so that's pretty cool. And he was signaling some danger, so <laughs> yeah, appropriate. <laughs> and poor Christine. Let's all just take a moment to remember she is 16. Yeah, and Christine can't catch a break. She's like, I'm going to go see my dad at his grave. And the Phantom was like, great, this is a good time to play Lord Voldemort in a cemetery with Christine. Right? <laughs> like, leave her alone. Right? Christine is wearing a beautiful black dress in the cemetery yes. with uh, some red like roses with her also. And it just contrasts so well against the cemetery. Such a it's like her morning. Good morning look. And I really love the because it's like a cape and then also like a scarf with a little that she like puts up over her head a little bit. And it just gives her such like a forlorn silhouette. Yeah. Like she is almost a ghost herself trying to figure this out. Yeah. She looks so good. And her skin is just like so pale. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like it just works with all of her costumes. It's really cool. It's so cool. 
Uh, not so cool is the opera the Phantom creates. Yeah, no offense to the Phantom, but honestly, wasn't a big fan of his screenplay he had going on here. It was yeah, it's kind of creepy. Creepers got a creep, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Um, so um, Emmy's like Christine. It it was. Um, hmm. I like it. It was kind of giving like a little bit of like Bride of Dracula a little bit, but like really mm-hmm. muted down. Yeah. But I do love how like they've carried like this color palette with Christine from the beginning to the end. Like it's always like kind of like browns, golds and whites, but then always like a contrast of red, which is in her hair at this point. Absolutely. This is like a very controlled silhouette as well. And it's like, oh, this is when he like is really trying to like take advantage of her take like exactly what he wants from her and like right now she's like oh i guess this is what i'm gonna do um (laughs) and she gets taken back down into his lair to wear that beautiful yet creepy wedding gown he has (laughs) for her (laughs) as far as wedding gowns go it's a nice one it's pretty good oh yeah unfortunate that she's in a creepy man's uh basement dungeon full of water and her yeah. boyfriend currently being tied up to a gate <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah other than that the costume the phantom, looks wonderful <laughs> yeah the phantom has good taste like i'm yeah. not gonna deny him that in <laughs> <laughs> wardrobe yes good taste in wardrobe um but yeah it's so like i love that they put her in the wedding out the end because it makes her look so innocent and it's like oh you shouldn't have to do this you shouldn't have to do this. And I love how it's just like such a stark white too, because it really gives uh, Alexandra like the chance to like really um, break down a costume as it like moves through like this yes. dirty water. And it's just like slowly is like just getting ruined as they struggle through these dirty dungeons. Um, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. But that brings us to the end of the Phantom of the Opera, Spencer. How do you feel about it after our conversation? <laughs> kind of relieved. <laughs> I mean, I still really love this movie. It's really good. But oh, yeah. me too. Me too. But after talking, I'm like, this movie feels kind of gross now. But the costumes yeah. are just so good. Like, I can't help so good. not talking about it, you know? And I know. Emmy Rosam. I mean, even the Gerard Butler who plays the Phantom. Like, he does really good in it. Everyone oh, in this yeah. film is really good. It's not them it's the actual storyline that's kind of yeah. weird the actual um, storyline is very very strange questionable. Um, <laughs> and creepy um but yeah i love it too it's like it's iconic and i was looking up like the box office information and it looks like it didn't do terribly well i think internationally it made over a hundred million mm-hmm. i think it, i believe it cost 70 million to make so it's like, I think it it maybe made a little bit more than double its budget. Right. So like, it's not like it did like incredibly, but it's now like such an iconic, like classic film, I feel like. Yeah, I really had a good, like, I really had a good time watching it. Um, it makes me want to go see like the actual stage play. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably going to be listening to this stupid soundtrack for the rest of the month. So <laughs> rest of your life, Spencer. <laughs> Uh, but are you ready for our favorite game i am let's do it the one costume to rule them all 
Spencer, what was your one costume to rule them all? Mine was easy this week. It was <laughs> Carlotta's hot pink costume yes. she wore when she came storming in with the pink puffs, the bows, the fascinator, the gloves, just everything head to toe elegance. I immediately was like, okay, well, there's my one costume to rule them all. Like, I don't have to keep thinking about that. <laughs> um, it's just so good. I was... Uh, that's when I was like, okay, we made a good choice, like picking this film. Cause originally I was a little hesitant. I was like, Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, you was, were not jazzed. <laughs> I was not jazzed, but like, I loved it. It was really good. Yay. I love that. That costume is a whole mood and I love it. Yeah. Uh, my one costume to rule them all is Christine's Think of Me mm. gown, the white with the gold stars and you know, the matching star hairpins in her hair. Like this is the costume that like, I always think about whenever I think of Phantom of the Opera. I like, it's iconic. Like you associate it with Phantom of the Opera. I love that. It's possibly based off (laughs) that painting. Um, And it's just, it says everything it needs to. Yeah, it's beautiful. And I feel like this look is like so iconic. It's been replicated so many times. Like, I mean, you see, you know, girls our age going to like free people and gain dresses now with like the same pattern. You know? Yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> you know, like it's just such an iconic piece. So that's definitely like a good one costume to yeah. rule them all. Uh, if you have a different one costume to rule them all from the fan of the opera, because this has quite a few iconic pieces, yeah. uh, you can leave us a little voicemail at 626-515-1826. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Art of Costume Pod, TikTok at the Art of Costume, where we post some clips from the podcast occasionally, Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Art of Costume, so you can listen to some exclusive bonus episodes just for Patreon. And don't forget to hit up the merch store and get yourself a hoodie. It is getting cold. So make sure you cover up in some Art of Costume Blogcast merch. Yeah, get a hoodie. And uh, if you can't support us financially, that is fine. That is understandable. Uh, But if you do have the time and you liked this episode, please leave us a little five-star text review on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify. That really, really helps us out. And we would... Really appreciate it. Spencer, what are we watching next week? <laughs> next week, we are keeping the spooky vibes going. The soft spooky vibes. Soft spooky. We are we're watching... not quite in spooky season yet. <laughs> no, not yet. But we're preparing for it, especially since this film is getting a sequel this year. So we figured yes. we need to brush up our hocus pocus energy. Yes, I'm so excited. I love this movie. <laughs> Everybody... Grab grab your hoodie, grab your popcorn and some candy. And your vacuum. Watch Hope, and your vacuum. <laughs> and your vacuum. Watch Hocus, Hocus Pocus and we'll see y'all next week. The Art of Costume Blogcast is hosted and produced by Elizabeth Joy Glass and Spencer Williams. Our audio engineering and editing is done by Dan White. Follow us on Instagram at the Art of Costume Pod or visit theartofcostumeblogcast.com for all blogcast updates. If you want to support the show, go to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. Or you can head over to patreon.com slash theartofcostume for some bonus content. 
For more costume reviews, deep dives, and interviews, head over to theartofcostume.com, a blog dedicated to highlighting the best in costume design. Do you want to keep going? Sure. Let me take a sip of water. (laughs) (laughs) That intro was funny. (laughs) Everything was wrong. Everything We're missing was wrong. the intro. We, we didn't know what year it was. <laughs> Daniel's like, God damn it. Okay. They've fallen back. <laughs> Let's get out of our old habits and do yeah. this thing. All right.